Hey, you're listening to Bad Plans. It's a weekly Dungeons & Dragons show, and we air live on Twitch every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Central. Find out more at wemakebadplans.com. Enjoy the show. In our last episode, your meeting with Cattell and the Goblin Valk was interrupted by the sounds of horns ringing in the distance. A guard ran in moments later and alerted the group that a horde of undead was moving amongst the coming sandstorm and descending on the oasis. Not long after, waves of thousands of them crashed against the walls and the front gate fell in minutes. You raced to the front to join the fray as the defenders barely held the line. Astride his ethereal steed, Douglas, Jeshi was the first to valiantly charge into the open field. He raised high his hammer, Dark Forge, and rode forth, drawing as many of the foes as he could towards him and away from the gates. Within seconds, outnumbered, surrounded, he turned to face his enemy and called upon the divine strength of Dagonlir Ashhelm. The divine surge that came was unlike any the world had seen in a century. All around him, the drywalkers turned and fled. In every direction they ran, their undead instincts knowing nothing more than to flee in any direction where this dwarf was not. As the undead fled, the Sidewinders bolstered their defenses and Cattell called to reinforce the gate. Belrissa and Kins ran out, took positions, each wielding ferocious magic and felling dozens of enemies. Scorching fireballs and eldritch blasts of dark, twisted energy flew from Belrissa's crackling fingertips, decimating her foes. Kins called upon the earth itself to erupt and collapse, trapping and destroying countless undead, before raising a towering wall of flame against the northern wall to protect it as the horde slowly encircled the oasis. Within the walls, Vinadil kept vigil against anything that broke through the lines. He slew dozens as they scaled the walls and scurried through the cracks in the perimeter. He single-handedly covered the escape of dozens of Bali as they moved into the tunnels and beneath the butte. On the fields, between the parting sea of corpses and stinging hurricane winds of the sandstorm, you saw Valk's honor guard mercilessly destroying the drywalkers as they were built to do. The machines and their weapons of massive destruction laid waste to hundreds of the creatures at a time. Thorcum, you watched from atop the great boulders that made up the walls of the oasis. You peered out over the desolate plains of the steel sands, searching for a way out, anything that could save you. Finally, you saw it. You put your faith in 14 and gave it the order to run out onto the field, into the middle of the fray. Chased on all sides and nearly surrounded, 14 pulled from his chest the pulsing trap device that you'd salvaged from the forest all those weeks ago. He planted it in the ground and activated it. Within moments, an enormous pulse shook the battlefield, and the thousands of corpses turned their attention to the source. As the hordes swarmed the trap, Valk emerged and gave a single order to one of his guards. It ran towards the vibration and self-destructed, obliterating thousands of drywalkers in a fell swoop that decisively ended the bloody battle. After the fighting ended, Valk approached Cattell. If not for him and his machines, he said, it is clear that the oasis would have been overrun. If there was any doubt that the tinker was necessary, let it be seen here that without him, the Bali would have perished long ago. His sneering claims ended with a threat. Deal with the dragon, he told Cattell, or next time they might not be here to help. You stand now in the oasis. The sandstorm has passed. The undead are destroyed or fled with the winds. 
Looking around, many are injured, many are dead. Cattell's face a mixture of anger and anguish as she looks upon the hideous aftermath of the battle. She's calling out orders and organizing the effort to heal and begin repairs. You're all catching your breath, licking your wounds. What's the plan? <laughs> I just sort of... I'm not actually going to say this, but I'm going to sorry, what now? That's with who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think calling that out... Uh, was that a... Was that a misspeak? We're all, all a little bit... Uh, recovering here but you you said friends with this dragon is that the word you intended to use so you're addressing Cattell yeah who at the end of last episode said I think it's time for you to meet my friend Lazenex <laughs> like like so yeah addressing that that word friend like <laughs> she looks is that down. like a sarcastic <clears throat> usage of the word friend you know like yeah so uh if you guys remember, actually, Thorcum was the only one talking to her kind of at the end, but for the sake of it doesn't matter, you guys, we can say you guys all kind of worked your way around and overheard that part of the conversation. Um, she's clearly distracted. Clearly, uh, she's got a lot on her mind. Um, the, the helping needs to, to start immediately, and she just kind of looks over and she says, It's not safe for us to speak of this here. I will come find you tonight. Go, rest. If you can help in any way, there's much to do. And she just runs off and starts like calling out orders. There's like people, I mean, the battle has just ended. There's people bleeding all over the place. People are um, crying and, and the Bali are, are kind of coming up out of the caves and like rushing up. And, you know, many of the sidewinders are, you know, the, the husbands and wives and, and sons of, of some of these people. And there's a lot of anguish in the camp right now. Uh, as you guys are just kind of standing there catching your breath. Uh, what do you want to do? I'll turn to Vinny and just kind of shake my head and it's like, never never as easy as it. <laughs> <laughs> Always a twist. <sighs> and then I'm going to have 14 kind of start helping remove rubble in the front towards the gate try to get them back up repaired yeah I'll help with that too before I do I'll be like you know Kins I think we probably got it if you just want to go read <laughs> <laughs> you know battle over uh, you really want this book report don't you of what what I'm learning here yes I would like I would like some cliff notes please Thank yeah, you. I'll, I'll work on that I'll work on that. I'll I'll take my book, which I grabbed, and I guess I didn't need to grab in a, such a hurry, but I'll take my book over to the yurt. Okay. Yeah. I'll clean up. I'll, I'll help with the uh, the dead and dying. Uh-oh. What do you mean help? Jesse, yeah. make a perception check. Oh, boy. I am very perceptive. Hey, 17. 17. Uh, yeah. As you're as you're milling about, uh, trying to help and, and just make yourself useful and kind of doing your thing, you overhear um, a handful of guards are kind of in hushed tones, talking. And what are we supposed to do with them? They're gonna turn, aren't they? But they're our friends. What are we supposed to do? We need to bury them. They need a proper burial. Or 
we can't do that, mate. You understand, don't you? You kind of walk up behind them. What do you want to do? Oh, hey, you're talking about the dead bodies? Yes. They're just bodies. We should burn them. I know I'm not from around here. When we've had people who die, if we burn them well enough, they don't usually return. But they are friends. They need to be buried. Well, we can bury them after. I mean, what do you usually do? Do you have, like, maybe we can make a particular way of burying them, like, so that there are all these spikes at their neck. So, like, even if they come back and move, they One just, of them like... just reaches his hand out and stops you. <laughs> stops you mid-sentence. And, and basically, he just kind of, he literally kind of, like, falls towards you and kind of stops you. Uh, and, and he says, thank you for your help. We'll take care of it. And he just literally just pushes you away. <laughs> All right, good luck. Belrissa, what are you up to? Uh, I'm going to help, like, calm people down. I'm going to call call the murder murder moles over and um they're gonna they're gonna go into sweet yep. sweet entertaining mode calm uh, them down with the giant <laughs> giant the murder moles are gonna go into sweet entertaining mode. yeah i mean they've already got this routine where the those are where some the, words in an order where the badgers like undead parts of blood all over them like they're covered in a core just like <laughs> The, the badger's so, trying to be all sweet and like rub up against people, you know, like animals <coughs> do. And it's, yeah. They're trying, guys. They're gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> badger's gonna ride around on, on the, the cats and uh, gonna uh, try and light <laughs> up the day. Okay. I'm, I'm looking, I'm gonna make a quick glance around just the battle scene, um, looking for, uh, spirits. Um, but then at some point, as we're cleaning up, I wanted to make my way back towards the pond where we had seen the two spirits before um, and just see if I could see either of those. But Oh, do you, quick, need, do you need the thing to see them? Oh, you just I don't, them. generally. I can see those. I, I can see those sometimes. So, But yeah, I'm checking all the dead bodies to see if there's any spirits sitting above them. Okay, make a perception uh, check then. Hmm. I'm picturing you kind of walking the battlefield, you know, in the, in the just robot Gandalf style. Yeah, three <laughs> searching for your halfling. Not, not the most perceptive three. robot. Three, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look, you look around. It's still quite windy. The sandstorm has largely passed, but it's still kind of like you're still needing to kind of. Well, you're not technically because you're. The equivalent, the the robot equivalent of needing to like kind of squint your eyes and, and kind of look, and uh, even your visual perceptors at maximum um, <laughs> capacity or whatever, they they don't <laughs> they don't work that great in the sandstorm. So, yeah, you don't you don't actually see anything out here, um, despite your efforts of, of walking around. Kins, you're reading your book, right? And. Uh, Excellent. Okay. So, um, unless you guys want to do anything else, we'll say, you know, kind of the afternoon passes and, uh, you guys end up 
the, the soup the soup uh, distribution area is half destroyed, but a group of Bali managed to get it kind of put together, and, and they've got. I'm a... also focused on reassembling the soup dispersal. <laughs> Jesse gravitated towards fixing the soup kitchen area, and uh, well, I they... got dismissed from helping with the dead bodies. So I <laughs> to the soup. Yes, Jesse's bedside manner was needed at the soup kitchen, and not with uh, anywhere else. So. You, uh, yeah, anyway, they, they make, you know, they're able to get a, get a brew going and, um, you know, after an hour or two, you, you know, the, the stew is ready and, and it starts to be served and they're trying to get, it's very solemn, the, the, the overall kind of vibe, um, you know, thankful to be alive, but a lot of lives were lost today. Uh, you guys are able I to eat my soup solemnly. <laughs> able to get some food and. And relax and uh kins are you closing in on your on your book reading hey i have 12 hours left so i don't think i'll be able to finish in this uh before we go to bed okay right because wasn't it midday or uh, afternoon late afternoon evening well it was midday at, oh, okay when the battle kind of ended so you just probably just hits another six hours just in that little time lapse there I still have I still have six hours left. At some point, I come back and ask you to read to me, and within like three seconds, With... I fall asleep. <laughs> I just, I'm out. <laughs> you don't even make it through the word wisdom. You're nope, just, he's just out. Uh, who has slash who is attuned to the sending stones? Ooh. One that's of which Belrissa, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. I think I am. That's what I thought. All right. So, a lot of you are back in the yurt, uh, just resting and uh, catching your, you know, catching your breath after what ended up being a long day. Belrissa, you suddenly receive a message via the sending spell, which the sending stone that's kind of tucked tucked away in one of your side pouches starts to vibrate, and then you feel slash hear the message in your head. It's the Can voice. hold it up like a phone? <laughs> sure. <laughs> the... Ring, ring. <laughs> you hold a stone up to your face. Hello? Hello. <laughs> this is Remus of Portsmouth. Uh, some large uh, turtle men have arrived and claim they are your friends. Oh yeah, those guys. They're, They're eating great. everything. Oh. Please advise. End message. Eating every... Wait, well, we didn't hear this, but anyway. Uh, hey, guys. This is, ah, guys. This is not yes. an active response, right? So you no. were just... that oh, was a, okay. It's a one-way message. Yeah, you can reply like a... to him with a message of 25 words or less. Okay. Guys, the turtles, like, they, they went to... I got a message from Remus, and the turtles are there, and they're just, like, eating everything. And they say, like, we sent... Well, not we sent them, but they were their, we're their friends, which we are their friends. They shouldn't be eating everything. Can't they, like, hunt oh my on their goodness. own? Oh, no. I think they can <laughs> hunt on their own. It should be a little safer now, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, okay. it's not it's okay, the town's though. job to feed them. No, but <clears throat> they could be a little aggressive with food. They just need to ask them politely <laughs> to, you know, maybe... 
Uh, we could uh, suggest to Remus that they go stay at the Savior and we can pick up the tab later. I, I was wondering if, like, they might have a reason for us. They could leave notes or something. Because we're probably not going to be back for a while, it feels like. Maybe the dragon can fly us there, maybe. So it could be really <laughs> soon. It could be today. <sighs> uh. <laughs> Tell them to look for us on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> When the sun rises in the, to the east. east. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the one on top of the dragon. Okay. Okay. Um, so they should send the turtles away. Oh, or just tell them to stop eating. We said we said that they should stop eating all the food. No, no, don't send them away. <laughs> trying to establish an economic relationship with these turtles. Yeah, wait, what, what do the turtles do? Like, can't they offer something to them? Like, I feel like, how can we cohabitate in this situation here? They're really good at fixing the boats. They could probably mm. ask them if maybe they'll fish for us or something. Yeah. But I, mean, I like the idea fish, if they could they stay. They probably wouldn't be eating all the food. Yeah. Right? No. no. They should Remember, eat. they just, like, they chow down whenever they can. Yeah, they maybe just they eat before the fish. If it's fishing. there, they're going to eat it. Let's, uh, oh my god, yeah, they there, ate that they're whole gonna eat thing. it. <laughs> they, ate, they, ate yeah, the whole, they ate the whole giant crab thing. That was like, a lot. Like, so, uh -huh. I, I mean, I like the idea of ask them if they need something, and then if they need to stay for a couple of days, we can put them up in the savior. We'll cover the cost. I think that makes sense. But then he can tell but them we're, we're do down something. south. Okay. <laughs> be productive with like that we have we have gone he, he can tell them that we have gone south to the desert okay. maybe they could go help <laughs> emmy and like do stuff right, around eating the, all the food no do stuff around the around the inn Tw 25 words guys yeah we got 25 words <laughs> Uh, okay. Kill him and put him in a soup. No. <laughs> that is wow. the worst. Eat South food, has been. Food. All right. Tell you, you got it? No, no. <laughs> we went south. They can stay at it's a text message. Savior. <laughs> She's you know, counting like, the words I'm to make sure. Them. You know, like when you don't respond to a text message and it just comes again, it's like a second notification. Yeah. <laughs> the old ones would be one of two, two of two. <laughs> the message repeats. Just a reminder. Yeah, we're going to need to upgrade these stones to have a little bit longer uh, capacity here. More stone memory. Oh it, it would also be funny. <laughs> stone if memory. It, can, can we insert like an SD card or something? That's right. Like, just like it just registers the rocks. first twenty-five words that. Bellis and then cuts says. off. So yes. don't don't leave oh, it ambiguous. All of our conversation. Yeah. All just right conversation. So should we send them away? No, cook them. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay here's the all message. Right. Tell, tell turtles we went south. They can stay at Savior. We'll pick up Tab. If stay, put them to work. They fix things good. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Kevin from The Office, where he like abbreviates all the words, the sentences. Great episode. Sea World. Sea World. Yeah. They fix things good. Say it yourself. Did I, did I get nice. everything in there? That sounds good, right? That's hey. All right. I think that's <clears throat> perfectly good. Am I interrupting something important? 
Oh no. Oh, just, no, uh, just, just a little message. Just a little message from yeah. home. Yeah. It's, it's been a couple weeks. Uh, all right. Uh, do we do we wake up Jeshi? I'll, I'll, I'll kick Jeshi. Yeah, I've been up Here's... since the phone call. Oh, <laughs> the phone call woke okay. him up. Light sleeper. Uh, as you pull the tent flap aside of, of and, and kind of walk out, Cattell's already like t- ten yards away. She's got a, a mean stride. She's got her back to you. She's walking towards the uh, t- towards the water, um, kind of in the direction of the caves. And is not looking back. She's just going fast. Oh, sweet hammer! She's fast. Good luck. <laughs> she's got long legs. She's she's walking quick. Now we're walking. Try to follow. Yeah. yeah, we'll follow. Yeah, we're going. So she walks for probably 10, 12 minutes down into the caves below the butte. Uh, you can tell that everything has been disturbed. You can. T- I mean, just hours ago there were, you know hundreds and hundreds of people kind of crammed down in here and uh, any semblance of organization is all, all kind of screwed up but you guys end up going past uh, Gabor's room where the, the where, where he was um, had the sort of beetle apiaries making the honey is he still there? Uh, he's not actually in there oh. um, you're not sure where he is but you walk past that you go quite a bit further than you've actually been down in this area you turn a couple of corners at one point she pulls out uh, what looks to be a torch and kind of like you know, lights the torch, and uh, like she almost seems like she isn't perfectly familiar. She's like kind of second guessing herself a couple times as she leads you through these, uh, you know, these 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 tunnels, basically pretty deep. And you end up walking for a while uh, until finally she stops, and there's a a room with a door, like a big kind of oaken door that that pulls, and she kind of has to like it, it seems like this hasn't been opened in a while. And she pulls it open, and there's just a bunch of kind of dank, like, storage things in here. Like, it, it seems like maybe at one point this was used for something, but she seems content with the space and and uh, invites you in and kind of holds the door for you. Go through. All right. I'll ask 14 to stay outside the door, kind of, like, keep people away. I cast some dancing lights in there. <laughs> Regular dancing, not disco dance. Okay. <laughs> Save that for later. Waltzing lights. Uh, so yeah, the room lights up a little bit. Um, combined with their torchlight, it does seem like this at one point maybe was a storage room, and then it it's just kind of old, decaying boxes and things like that, and, and it's got a bit of a stank to it. Um, kind of that underground, damp kind of kind of gross old smell and. Um, she nods at 14, kind of closes the door, and she says, I am convinced now that it is not safe for us to talk. They definitely have spies in my camp. I have an inkling of who, but I will deal with that later. For now, I believe down here we can speak freely. <sighs> Thank you for your help today. We lost many, but we would have lost many, many more if you had not been here and bravely fought as you did. I appreciate what you've done. Your lives were risked as much as anyone else, and I will not forget it. You're welcome. We have seen days like this before. I am sorry. No one should have to see days like this. But that is... uh, the life we live, isn't it? 
Yes. But it seems that uh, you haven't lived this life for a number of years, at least since the Tinker arrived. There is a... Said... Sorry, go ahead. No, it's... That's it. She kind of turns away for a second, turns back. I must admit that even I have been seduced by the idea of this false peace. There is something to be said about not fighting every single day, you know? My duty is to protect these people. And I looked to them as a way out, as a way where maybe I could do a better job, protect more, keep them safe. But at what cost? Yeah, did you found the Oasis? Or are you just like one in a long line of Catels? Or are you like really old? <laughs> My grandfather. There's a Grandpa Catel. <laughs> nice. My grandfather found the Oasis. And when I was a little girl, he named it after me. That's amazing. I gotta tell you, before we got here, I had like heard stories of Oasis in the desert, but I, like, I kind of didn't believe them. Cause I gotta be honest with you, it sounds ridiculous, but this place is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like you're just walking through the desert. Like I didn't think it was ever gonna end. And then boom, water, it was crazy. You've Can done you really, really good time. I that. did bathe in it. <laughs> yes. It was quite lovely. Thank you. <laughs> I have lived here my entire life, and I still look at it the same way you do, with the wide eyes. It is beautiful here, but we must fight to protect it. There are those in the desert who would take it from us. And although they wear a veil of protection, and they act as though they have noble purpose. It is clear to me now that they do not. A walking horde of dry walkers does not just materialize randomly. Yeah, it seemed a little too convenient, the timing there. I don't know how they did it, but my scouts would have seen them miles away. With no warning? At the same time as a sandstorm? That is... The odds of this are a million to one. No. Valk, whether he thinks he's tricked us or not, this was his doing. And I will stand for it no more. And it's time we fought back. I'm not so sure you getting these people involved is the best idea. At least... The witch people, us? No, the, these people, these... Oh, yeah. the Bali. The Bali. The Bali. <laughs> the Bali are not fighters. My sidewinders are barely fighters. I have trained them, I've done my best, but they are civilians wearing costumes. Brave to the last man, but not fighters. You. I have watched. I saw what you did. With your magic. And... The way, and she looks at you, Jeshi, she says, the way they fled from you, 
I've never seen yeah. anything like it. It's super cool. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not me exactly. I'm kind of like a vessel for this, but it's really handy. Yeah. When I started to be able to do that, it was like, boom, game changed. I think the only thing that would be more of a game changer is to do it on the back of a dragon. <laughs> she actually smiles a little bit as like, Jesse just has this sort of playful kind of like, you know, simple kind of like love for, for that, you know, the way you describe it. And, and it actually kind of, you know, a bit of a smile that's, that's, you know, broadened a little bit by mention of the dragon. And she turns and she says, there is a great deal I have not told you there is almost nobody here we can trust but Lazanax the dragon much of what you've heard is rumor manufactured by us to keep the tinker out of the north there is something there you must see is is it a dragon yeah, is there, is there actually a Lazanax out there? Lazanax is real. And Lazanax does fly patrolling the skies, destroying machines whenever he can. But he does not harm the body. We only create these rumors so that ones we cannot trust will stay away. It is important that the Tinker does not know he is ally. You know, that's really smart. I'm pretty sure I'm the only person I've met who wants to go up there. Well, I am Belrissa. The only person <laughs> I've met. <laughs> well, then it worked. It definitely worked. It definitely worked. Yeah. We, we chose to go through the middle of the desert instead of going uh, uh, to see this dragon. But, um, you know, when we came down, we were encouraged to find allies against this tinker and that has been one of our pursuits but it's been yeah. difficult on the topic Vin maybe you can help us with this Cattell is the tinker Velk are you the tinker who is the tinker <laughs> where did they come from she says None of us have seen the Tinker in person. We hear of him. He gives his orders through Valk. We have also wondered if he is even real. Perhaps Valk just says his name, you know. No one has seen him. I don't have an answer to your question. I, I expect this is a thing we need to discover on our own. But Valk and the other lieutenant, they are real. And they are ferocious. And there's another lieutenant? Yes. Yeah, I know. Do you think he's going to be back in a week? It will take about uh, less than... Oh, sorry. Did you mean back to the Oasis or back to the Visigur? Back to the Oasis. Like, will he be... Do you think he'll be coming back? So Valk, if you remember, when he left, extended a formal invitation for you all to join him at the Ziggurat to meet the team. That's right. That's as right. guests in one week's time. So uh, Unfortunately, he's in a disabled vehicle on the edge of the island. Thorkum did a bit of uh, tinkering of his own. We, yeah. we, we, we might, yeah. 
vehicle, so uh, we'll see where that You might out. have your scouts watching for Falk's vehicle. It, uh, yeah, it may break down in the desert a little bit. I don't think we're going to go to the Ziggurat. It doesn't seem like no, a party I'm... that I really want to attend. Well, unless we have a dragon plus one. I'm sure we have a plus one oh, on the ticket. Just... Oh, yes. So, you know. Yeah, I think... Hey, we're here. And and I mean, I, the, the turtles called today. I'm just ignoring Cattell completely. Cattell, pause We're sympathetic to your cause, but they're eating all the food. We're small business owners. We We don't know them well enough to get them involved in this, but I'm just saying, like, a team of amphibious, like, you know. Warriors coming in off in of the coast the at the same time. I don't think, the, I don't like, think the ziggurat is near okay. the coast, though, right? Yeah. It's near a river. I don't think there's time. It is near a, a river. I know. Oh, I gotta put my hair turtles. Vinny's shoulder. Turtle sure. attack. <laughs> Let's... Warrior? No, no warrior tur turtles. Okay. No, Dragons from I the sky. Turtles. So. That's right. I'm just like <laughs> I'm picturing. I'm drawing out. Air I'm drawing land. out like attack. Oh like, that's We're right. Just... Yeah, like, love it. All right, all right. I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. She said. Uh, <laughs> she speaks up and she says, um, "She says, she says, Lazanex has extended an invitation. I will take you north. However, with so many spies in the camp, we cannot leave." in any way where they will see us. I will travel with you, but I will not permit us to leave until you come up with a way where we can leave without being seen. If we are followed, all we have done will be for naught. If he's extended an invitation, do you need to come with us? I don't think it's wise that you leave. You will never find this place alone. I feel like she just got to come with us. <laughs> By design, it is the best kept secret in all of the desert. If we could try the thing where we all become like little poofs of cloud. Oh yeah, there's that thing. We can still be seen as giant glowing poofs of cloud. Yeah, but they wouldn't know it was us. I don't know how this thing works. Are you saying I look like me but just as a cloud? No, it's just it's not exactly inconspicuous. Well, then we can go the opposite direction, lead them around, and then like zip around, go straight up into the air. Larissa so, can cast fireball over here. No. If, if you've been charged to kill the dragon, you know, theatrically by Valk as he left, uh, mm. why the need for secrecy? I don't quite understand. We could just leave on the mission to kill the dragon. That's quite true. Because leading his men to the location of the dragon and the ruin in which he lairs ah. is the thing we must avoid at all costs. Kins has a way of like erasing footprints and making it super hard to, for people to follow us. Oh, no one will follow us. And if they do, we can but, just yeah. kill them a day into the desert. 
No. Like that's, wow. That's a random, <laughs> relatively easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like, don't for worry, we got murder. A red light <laughs> just sort of starts to permeate through the dark, dim room. Was I the only eyes one? begin to Yikes. glow slightly. Wow. Was I the only one? Thinking that it's like bodies oh, in the desert. The quiet part no. outside. Oh, oh dear. okay, sorry. Oh, Vin, sorry. As Vin yeah. slowly becomes more aggressive, uh, <laughs> you all you all have taken notice as uh, a, a less and less amount of time transpires before Vin jumps to the the murder solution. Uh, but Cattell does speak up. She says, "This would be wise. Yes, uh, if we are followed, uh, all is for naught. We cannot <clears throat> be followed if we- if anyone does." We must turn back. We could make you invisible, and we as a group could head off towards the direction of the oasis. And then, you know, backtrack. Oh, you mean like towards somewhere else? Yeah, like once we get far enough away and no one's following us. Going back to Portsmouth, going to open a soup shop. If we can get to a point far enough away from people's following, I don't know. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm an excellent liar. No. He's, no. He's not. No. Jeshy. Are there. I mean, you I know cast this. Zone of Truth on myself. <laughs> you know. Talk yes. about my plans to open a soup shop in Portsmouth. Oh, It's real. It's really hard to judge ourselves sometimes. Uh, I mean, do you, have any Id- <laughs> do you have any Actually, ideas? Do you have any ideas? Could tell, like, you know this place better than we do. Like, what we would generally do is just wait till the dead of night and sneak out of town. But, um, I mean, you, you've, you've grown up here. I'm sure you had to sneak out of town when you were a kid. Like, how would you sneak out of this place? Would you risk the fate of an entire people on your ability to be sneaky? I would, yes. I mean, oh, I don't know no. about 14, but... Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I wouldn't know. Uh, four, 14, maybe not so much, but I think our I mean, our other plan works for me. Like, let's just say we're going to go kill the dragon. If some of his men follow us, all the better. Mm. We, we find and take out some of his men on the way. I, I mean, I don't... I, the the I stealth option is quickly moving to the back for me. I mean, but we are we are entering into open conflict with the Tinker here soon. If we say we're going to go meet the Tinker, aren't people less likely to follow us? Start a week's journey to the Tinker? Yeah, is it on the way? We could, like, wide, like, ooh. Yeah, can we, like... Just kidding. Come in this get way. out of town far enough, and then... Though they might have traps or something. But why would Cattel come? We'd have to do the whole invisible thing. Yeah, she can be invisible. Because My grandparents she's not... told me that the world is round, so we could just go south. <laughs> and eventually get there. Mm. Yes. Forever? Yeah. All the way, all the long way around. No kins, not forever. <laughs> Have you ever seen a ball or an orange? Yeah, I've eaten, uh, well, part oh of an apple before. Lord. Oh, right. <laughs> I just pull out this is a brainstorming experience and put them on the table. No bad ideas. Two robot and, heads. <laughs> two robot heads on the table. There's other ways we can distract. <laughs> I was like, do you know who these spies are? You said you had an inkling of who they were. I have my suspicions, but I'm... I have no proof, and I am not sure if there are others. 
Are this you invited? Is who they want. Yeah. Pointed at Vinny. <laughs> I was like, these are other Vinnies. I was like, do you know of any other ruins in the desert to the south, the west, the north? Where sure. we could plant a distraction? Yes, this could work. Uh, if Marrakesh were to hear that there are things like this uh, at a nearby ruin, it would be... He would send forces immediately to find it. Okay. Wait, wait, He's wait, a greedy man. Marrakesh? He's Marrakesh is probably right? the spy. The traitor. The traitor guy. Traitor or traitor? Both. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of figured. Jesse, you mute yourself, but um, not important. <laughs> so, Katel, All I said were was you in- got him? <laughs> <laughs> were you were you invited to this gathering at the Tinker's place, or was that just for us? I think that was just for us, Finn. The invite was for you, but if I were to come with. Uh, perhaps with news of my defeat of the dragon or any number of reasons I would not be turned away. Well, but we would still need to leave this place under pretense of then killing the dragon. If we, like, you know, we came in from the east and it was quite tumultuous, what if we, like, went back out that way and, like, lost, shook him off? We could be like stealthy. Maybe we could find the centaurs. We could be like, hey, centaurs. Here's Vin. Uh... <laughs> Here, have it. him <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> oh, my lord. Let's have a conversation. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, is there someone in that you trust who leaves the oasis frequently? Yes. Many of the Bali still leave to go scavenging, reclaiming. Someone who you trust. There is one I trust, yes. Then he or she is the person that needs to give these two heads and then kick the place. Let's wait until he gets excited and distracted and leave. You're suggesting that um, my associate will take these things from you, plant them at the ruin nearby, and then... uh, Well, no. They can just give give them and say, this is what I found. There's more. Come with me to see where I discovered these. I see, I see. Give these things directly to Marrakesh uh, and tell him, hey, there's more at this other place. I've sabotaged them. They're not going to be any use to the tinker. Um, well, heck, we could just tell them about the place that we came from. But yeah, I mean... But that's that's kind of the direction we're going, Then, Yeah, that's true. Not exactly. You guys came from pretty much straight. Like, kind, of, kind of like northeast. Northeast. And you yeah, guys would be, be heading, heading straight north from here. Yeah. To, to reach but regardless, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They know where there's a place. Totally. Yeah, I, that'll work. I like I, that I idea. Think, um, just for the, for the sake of uh, remembering we're playing a game. Uh, yeah. Thorkum, yeah. make a persuasion roll. 
With oh, advantage. And it, and uh, this is with advantage because it's a great idea. Um, and uh, let's see what happens. Oh, terrible things. 11. 11. Oh, minus, 11. Minus two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 11, yeah. I mean, 11's not, not the worst. Uh, she says, the distraction will for certainly work. If we are combining this with us leaving under cover of night uh, and being as stealthy as we can, then I... I think this can, I will be comfortable. And let me, I often find that when you're trying to come up with a plan, it's really good to contrast. Like once you are about to make a decision, it's good to contrast it against other ideas and to really feel it out. So here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Sorry. We. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. yes. We decide yes. on, before we leave, we decide on a rendezvous point. Okay, somewhere that like we could all find from the map. And, and then what happens is like Belrissa has these things that she can throw and it summons like these animals. And sometimes it's a big animal and she could get on top of it and ride away. Bel uh, Kins is capable of turning into an eagle. I can summon a steed. Vin doesn't need any water, so he could just live in the desert indefinitely. <laughs> and I think Thorcum could go on Kins's back and I could, you could go on my steed. We will all leave the oasis in completely different directions, just in a full sprint. So, like, we just <laughs> all We just wake up. It's immediate the morning. Everyone has their soup. They're all they're not really able to like pursue quickly, and then we just cardinal direction, just boom. I look at Belris and Jeshi, I say, did you cast check. haste on him again? I'm capable of making I can. No, 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 no. I'm a plus five <laughs> on persuasion. Oh my god. So, I, you know. I wish I could, like, reverse. Fourteen. <laughs> she says, oh, uh. Lord. Also, I like Jesse's plan. <laughs> She, she, she yeah. you. Until you, you roll a weasel, like what? Ha what happens when you roll a weasel? If you roll two <laughs> she, weasels, it'll be like roller skates. Roller skates. Like, Hello. <laughs> through the sand, uh, weasels are just charging up the dunes in the in the <laughs> deep sand. Uh, she looks at you, oh. Jeshi, and she says, "Oh, huh. yes, I like this better." Yeah, we'll go just with so you're clear. No, um. I was just joking. Yeah, I mean, you it's tell like, me this. Uh, all of you have uh, ways of moving quickly across the desert, and yes, uh, but we, we can all leave in opposite directions. I think that's like the emergency, like smash glass, if emergency button sort of thing. Like, we if something goes wrong, then we like a word where it's like, are you being no. serious or joking? Because what is going Mostly on right joking. now? Okay. Yeah. Do both? I am very Let's confused, but I trust that your plan will be sound. Are we leaving? Uh, when? We need us. We, we need to sleep. Is there any way we can leave tomorrow? Like in eight hours. I suggest tomorrow. We work on the repairs, on the healing. We sleep. Tomorrow midday, I will have my associate deliver these things. Perhaps the sandstorm yesterday has uncovered a new ruin nearby. 
and they quickly went to investigate and found these things. Marrakesh will not be able to contain himself. He will immediately send his men. When that happens, we will leave. In all different directions, right? In all different directions, flying yes. on various ethereal animals and magical what? things and such. No. We'll, we'll come back <laughs> with, with the updated together. plan tomorrow. Yeah, we'll come, yeah listen, updated plan tomorrow. Listen, t- tomorrow, tomorrow, just sleep on it, sleep on it, sleep on it. Okay, okay perhaps this is a fine plan. Anyway, okay, so, so she agrees. You guys all kind of wrap up the conversation. You head back out. Um, it's, it's pretty late at this point. You make it back to your yurt. Um, <clears throat> and the evening has come. Do you guys want to sleep? What do you want to do? And we should probably find oh, our plan. Oh, for sure. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I definitely, Kins needs to sleep tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't, don't have that option point. anymore, but yeah, yeah sure. Was, uh, was that actually a good plan? The no. Man. No, like, it was not. I mean, it was almost a good plan, except that Fourteen and I and Thorkum have no way of climbing on these animals of yours. Just like we're too heavy, well, and we can can't carry yep. one of them. I can carry. She could carry Thorkum. There's like a twenty percent chance Belrissa could summon six giant elks. That's right. Three giant elks <laughs> through the <laughs> desert. Not inconspicuous at all. But then, and then I can make one of you guys invisible. You know, so. giant elks at home in the desert. <laughs> like, like, I mean, like, it's basically a camel a with horns, right? Going, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we, if the goal is to not be tracked, then we have to assume these people are decent at tracking things in the desert. They've lived here, you know, their whole lives. Then us sneaking with Pass Without a Trace is probably our best bet. Yeah, that's probably a good point. Cause like I was usually if I just like run away on Leonard or Douglas, he leaves like a lot of <laughs> He leaves a lot <laughs> of footprints, yes. Ethereal poop. Yeah. As would anything he else poop. we He's take. Like <laughs> it's like the perfect poop. horse. Okay. He doesn't poop. Wait, okay. <laughs> Vin doesn't poop. I was, I was, I was, I was gonna say it, but I was decided no, we don't need to talk about Vin's pooping. <laughs> it makes sense that he wouldn't poop. Yeah, I mean, you don't eat. I you don't eat. sleep. You can, but like, you don't need I gotta to, tell right? You, man, Is that if weird? we succeed in this poop? plan, you are gonna eat so much of this soup, and it does some things to you. Oh, man, <laughs> it's so good. It'll be tasty. Okay, the night passes. Kings, are you sleeping? <laughs> Or are you... I am sleeping. I must sleep. All right, Kins is sleeping. Uh, everybody wakes up Probably the next good. morning, and uh, you feel pretty good, actually. Uh, decent night's sleep. The it's like the sound of the wind just in the flapping of the tent just somehow creates this white noise that helps everybody get a a pretty good night's rest. And, and you wake up in the morning, and um, same kind of stuff is going on outside. There's a lot of you know, just it has a lot, there's a lot of destruction that's that's being cleaned up, and still a bit of a solemn vibe outside. Um, you uh, you hear a <clears throat> may I come in? Yes. You know, pulls the thing aside. There is a man waiting for you at the edge of the pool. Who is talking to us right now? Oh, it's Kittel. 
Okay, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Random voice. Uh, yeah, no. Random I didn't know if voice. it was the. I didn't know if it's a candy guy or or could tell. Okay. The candy, candy guy. <laughs> the candy man can. There is a man. We'll leave it anyway. With a red scarf. Take these things. Put them in a sack. Walk by. Drop the sack at his feet. Keep walking. Make your way back to your yurt. Have breakfast. Do whatever mm. it is. And I will. I'll go do that. Find you later. Yeah, I'm a I'm a white reed. <laughs> I, I, I um, I'm pretty high in deception. If you want me to send me to, uh, not deception, but I'm. Slight of hand. <laughs> Slight of hand. No, I don't have that. Nobody Almost like one of us has with like her studied this stuff. their whole she, life, but I you know, I hand the sack to Vinny with the cool, just headset. whatever, whatever else you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> like he he wants this too bad. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I'm a little conspicuous, so I get maybe me not being a person, but like, go Vinny, go. But I can do it. Could you take uh, Kins with you and do pass out trace or something? Don't we need yeah, that for I mean, later? it doesn't help the sleight of hand, but it would help oh, any okay, kind of stealth check. But... Okay, All right, Ben. But yeah, so let's you... let's go. Well, let's take a couple of us, so it's not just me. And yeah, we'll walk we to the water, and let's like we're refilling our our water or something for the day. Um, will be kind of our our gig, and then yeah, man with the red scarf, you say? Yep. So you walk for yeah. <clears throat> it's only about a five minute walk, and you get over yeah. to the 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 big pool and. Off to the left, you've mostly gone to the right side where the uh, where the tunnels go down. But off on the left hand side, there is a uh, a man who is basically um, doing. It looks like he's maybe rinsing off some clothes, or he's kind of leaning over. He's got a sh- he's got a shirt off, but he's got a bright red scarf tied around his neck, and he seems to be like rinsing some some cloth and, or clothing or something in the in the water, and he's kind of wringing it out, and uh, does not look as you approach. Uh, any kind of bag or anything sitting next to him uh, that we could make a drop in? Um, or I guess the heads are in a bag, aren't they? <clears throat> yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, head, the heads are in a, in a okay. bag. Um, so, he's got like a pile of clothes. It looks like he maybe he's doing yeah. laundry or something. So like we'll that. just we'll just subtly set our bag kind of in amongst his laundry okay. and then kind of refill our water jugs is kind of the, the move. Cool. Make a sleight of hand check. Oh, come on. 18 18 okay yeah you kind of masterfully just walk over and and you kind of you know drop the bag down reach down you know refill the water jug you know his dirty laundry water just kind of seeps into your into your into your your water flask (laughs) you know you you pick it pick it up and he doesn't even look he does not acknowledge he does he doesn't even flinch he just keeps doing what he's doing and you guys keep walking and uh you head back to the yurt Kins, how many? Oh, go ahead. I'm taking a quick glance because around the water is the last time I saw those ghosts. So I'm just taking one quick Mm, glance there too to see if uh, I see them. It's not letting it go. (laughs) Oh, dear. What's wrong with this? Oh, my goodness. Three. Yeah. (laughs) You you, upgrade these eyes. The morning sun is basically kind of peeking up over (laughs) over one of the highest boulders at the moment. It's reflecting off off the water, and you do your best to look out, but there's nothing nothing you can see, unfortunately. Kins, how many hours are left on your book at this point? Six. Six hours. Okay. Six hours passes. 
Oh, sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Kins, you finish your book. Congratulations on plus two to your wisdom score. Heck yes. Uh Oh, you done? The Tomb of Understanding. (laughs) Yeah. As you finish, you close the back of the book and you just feel like this like this sort of magical, almost like a, like a power down as the magic of the book fades. And you can feel, and you, you, you just sort of instinctively turn it over and open the first page. The text is gone. The page is blank. Huh. Gimme, 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 gimme. Let me read. Oh, um, well, I, I don't know if it's what you expect, so I'll hand it over. Oh, you need to play this I'm up. I'm flip, flipping through. I'd... Hmm. You said this is a book of wisdom? Yeah, do you not uh, see anything cool? Like, there there were some, like, cool little uh, exercises I was doing, and even though I don't remember who said that there weren't any pictures, there actually are some pictures, like, in the later chapters that I was working on. It was pretty cool. You can read, right, Jesse? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I can read. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> I closed the book and I put it in my back. Wait, 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 wait. Jesse, Jesse. Can yes. I have it back? I don't oh, want you to sense. lose it. Okay, just oh, just know the book's I've never important. I've lost a thing in my life. I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> except for your life. Lose it. I'm gonna keep this book. Except for okay. your life. I'm gonna read it later. <laughs> there, I feel like there's something in it that I, you know, I'm just not seeing at this moment. Oh, okay. okay. I, I mean, later on, I can do a practice exercise with you. But if you want to hold on to it, you can look at it real hard. Fine. That would be fine. Thank you. Okay. Uh, less polite than usual. The door bursts open. Cattell rushes in. She closes it behind her. Marrakesh is gone. I don't know if there is anyone left who will notice that we leave. But now is the time if we're going to do this. Ooh. I cast invisibility on Cattell. Let's go. I, uh, I'm going to throw a... I, no, forget That's not a trace. <laughs> what are you going to do, um, I was going to disguise Vin, but I realized, like, doesn't matter. He's with us. Yeah. He's part of our group. <laughs> okay. Uh, did we eat? Yeah. yeah sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's the middle of the day right now. The whole Sweet. of the six hours you were reading, I was eating. Soupin. <laughs> Soupin. Hold my shield. All right. Cattell's invisible. Uh, you hear her say, oh, this is disorienting. Um, I will how I, uh, I will follow. Try not to poke things. It'll... You know, yes. stop. <laughs> so, uh, Kins, did plan? you cast Pass Without a Trace? Yep. Okay, Pass Without a Trace is on. Cattell's invisible. It's the middle so of the day. The sun I... is high. Guys, should we, like, at least loudly say we're going somewhere? So, somewhere? No. Okay, what? we're just leaving. Don't loudly pronounce okay. anything. We just exit. Okay, all right. Sweet. Stage left. <laughs> just... Yeah, okay. and we'll head out. I mean, I like the idea of heading out to the east. Um, oh, oh, Belrissa, maybe we could announce. Hey, okay, we'll be back soon. All right. 
<laughs> okay. Just going to the store. Okay. <laughs> going on a shopping trip. No, we don't need to say anything to anyone. Let's no. let's leave to the east. And if someone asks us, we'll we'll tell them we're we're going to to uh, reconnect. To see the wizard with the centaurs. R- rendezvous with the centaurs. We're off to hey, see yeah. the wizard. <laughs> I mean the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's leave east until we break line of sight with the uh, with the oasis. Okay, you guys. Head out. Just through the through the middle of the gate, yeah. Yep, just straight straight through the gate, and uh, and you start walking. You uh, you walk for about a half hour until you kind of get back into the general area where, uh, if you remember, the the terrain is kind of scrubby and there, there's like occasional little aloe plants and little cacti around. It's not, it doesn't get complete like blank white sand desert until you get you know a couple miles out. But uh, you hear a voice, you hear Cattell. There's no footprints because you guys are past without a trace. So she, so she's just actually quite, quite quiet. You occasionally hear the, like a like a scruff of leather or the clang of, you know, her spear against her, against her armor. But she says, um, "I do not see anyone following us. Is anyone else? Everybody make perception checks." Perception. Kins with her fancy new perception. Oh, oh damn it. <laughs> Putting it to good use. I rolled a one. Uh, as did I. <laughs> <laughs> but it was plus nine. But I got so Kins, excited. Kins' one is, is still a 10. Yeah. I got a 16. I got a 16 this time. Robot eyes work. Both Belrissa and Kins immediately look back, and the sun is exactly like right there, and you just both look right into the sun, and you're just like, like, and and you're you're both of you are like can't see anything for a few seconds as uh, as everyone else looked. What Vin got a 16. Jesse Thorcom. Eleven. Eleven. Not good. Six. Not good. Six. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vin. Um, you're you're looking and and um, there does not seem to be anyone following you the best you can tell it, it's not a particularly windy day the visibility is not perfect but it's decent and uh, unless they are hidden in the same way Cattell is uh, one of the benefits of traveling in this open terrain is you know you can see pretty far ooh, ooh I'm gonna use the telescope and look <laughs> okay because that'll uh, tell me, right? If there's uh, like invisible people. Yeah. There's 50,000 ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts are just <laughs> surrounding <laughs> us. <laughs> okay. Belrissa pulls out the uh, <clears throat> the, the star glass. Um, what do we call it? Of true sight. Star glass know. of true sight. Yeah, right? something. Yeah. And, uh, and you take a look through. Make a perception check. With like some sort of advantage. <laughs> no, but with a true sight. And a nine. Nine. I'm okay. going to flash of genius that. Okay. And I'm just going to slowly. She's like, holding it backwards. Yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turn it around. <laughs> oh, no. It's just one kidding. way to see undead. It's the 14. other way to see fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Belrissa, you, you you scan the horizon similarly, combined with your other. Uh, the sun's still, you know, in your eyes a little bit, um, but you manage to kind of like, you know, you're still there's still like bright spots in your peripheral. But you look around, and there's nobody. There's like not any invisible people. You do actually see Cattell, 
who is standing kind of just awkwardly off to the side, like kind of like in a, I don't know where to put my hands kind of pose, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> just like, this is so weird. She still seems to be kind of uncomfortable, but uh, you don't see anybody or anything invisible following you. Okay. Cattell says, we should keep on this course for another couple of hours and then we turn north. It's a two days walk to reach where we're going. Sounds good. good. All right, let's go. <clears throat> All right, you guys keep walking. This time, before we like get into the high desert, I'm actually going to help Vinny sandproof himself. Aww, okay. <laughs> so kind. Cool. So I'll roll a couple. Roll my animals. Yay! Our traveling companions are. Okay, we're gonna get some new ones. Yeah, badger, giant, giant badger, giant badger, and... Ooh, giant elk. Ooh, new, new one. There's a giant elk, a giant elk. and a giant badger. Definitely right, Just... a giant elk. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're man. gonna need to ca- cast past those traces. What is the elk? Uh, you're pretty oh, far geez. away, and actually, as you're doing this, Catel uh, <laughs> says, "How do I make this stop? I would like to be visible again." Uh, I'll just cancel the concentration. I think I can do that. Holy cow. Where did you come from? <laughs> do you remember? Cattell came with us. Oh. There's something yeah, I'm very just strange about this. <laughs> we're far enough away at this point. If we were being followed, we'd have seen it. <clears throat> Thank you for uh, taking what, this serious. Elrissa, what does the elk look like? Sorry. Um, <laughs> he's... he's <laughs> he's Elks are he's a, huge. He's and if giant. it's a giant elk, it's like what? It's like huge. I don't know. Is it like regular brown elks or like huge? Uh, yeah, regular elks are huge. I'm going to say he's, also, he's also kind of like he's black and he's got like bright red eyes. He's a little, a little Ooh, creepy looking. Whoa. Nice. I summon a steed that looks just like it. <laughs> but a <Sweet>. steed. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Ethereal. So, so an ethereal yeah, yeah. giant elk with red burning eyes appears, and um, uh. you guys you guys keep walking. So you, you've turned north, and you're you're generally on the course. And Cattell at this point is leading the way. And one of the things you notice as the hours pass and you you walk, um, as you uh, are no longer hearing the 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 loud marketplace of the oasis, but are traversing the dangers of the, the steel sands, you notice Cattell knows the area she knows where she's going there's a handful of times where you're walking forward and she just stops suddenly holds out her hand and just makes like a total right hand turn and just out you're like in the middle of the dunes and she just stops and turns and uh she does that several times and there's one case where you walk into an area and she kind of stops and uh bends down and kind of feels the sand and looks around and turns back and like back you know retraces her steps and goes a different way she clearly knows whatever it is she's trying to avoid or or um, having her as a as a guide is very helpful Uh, and you you manage to have a a relatively uneventful trip along the way you hear a voice belrissa hear a voice (sighs) hey uh (laughs) Hey, how's everybody doing out here? I've just been been sleeping in the backpack. <sighs> hey, hey, Ziggy. Hey. We're uh, we're gonna go meet the dragon. 
Hey, it was about time. I I believe I suggested this uh, like like days ago, perhaps even. Uh, I mean, I you know, being a, a winged you know sort of beast myself, uh, you know. You have like a kinship with dragons. Yeah, we have a kinship for sure. Okay. Listen, I gotta talk. I gotta talk to you about something. I had an idea. See, I've been spending a lot of time in this backpack, you know. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I had an idea for a book or a story. You know, I was I, I was listening to Kins tell his stories about whatever sort of thing she's doing. You know, I got, got inspired, right? So, <laughs> I, I I want you to I want you to hear me out. Hear me out. Hear this pitch, okay? So there's this girl, all right. She's she's lost in this sort of dangerous world. She's got a little animal, you know, that travels around with her, and and mm. and kind of like gives her really good advice and helps her out with stuff all the time, you know. <laughs> Sounds great. So okay, right. So then, but she's got these companions, right? So one of them is made out of metal, and he's just heartless, you know. He's got no heart. He's just he just murders everyone, you know. Oh, he, he's just you know, <laughs> you know. You with me so far? Uh-huh. Okay. The other one, the other one's real shaggy. You know, he's got this bright orange kind of shaggy hair. No brains. He's got, he's just got, <laughs> <laughs> he's got nothing inside it. You know, he's just can't, can't think to save his life, you know. And uh-huh. there's this other one. He's a bit shorter. He's got a big hairy face, you know. He's just, he's just total coward. You know, he's always hiding behind stuff. Never wants to like join the fight or like be involved or do anything, right? I mean, these companions are basically worthless. You know, it's really only her small animal friend who helps her. And that is distinctly the only people in the group. There's nobody else there <laughs> involved. There's nobody else with with them that matters at all, uh, except f- really it's the animal that guides the way. Uh-huh. And eventually, she, you know, she goes to talk to like a wizard, and you know, there's probably some dragons in there somewhere. Anyway, this uh-huh. is my story, and um, that's that's a little a little harsh, but but I may I got something there. What are we gonna call it? Jay's uh, dad right now. <laughs> the, the, the the wizard of uh, of of pause. Hey, hey. Oh. No, I, I don't want. Uh, no. Oh, no, no. Just hey, a joke. Ziggy, dude, I I couldn't help but over here when you said that you got a good story. I think something that would really round it out is if the main antagonist wasn't actually as like who we thought it was. Ooh. Mm. It hey, seems Ziggy, a bit cliche, I... but yeah, you know, I'll consider it. Might, <laughs> might really grip the readers if the main protagonist, whatever this little animal is, like, has to die to save the party. Yeah. Huh? I mean... Guess what leather I made that bag out of. Let's <laughs> 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 oh. keep walking. <laughs> the days pass. Uh, they're long. Ziggy has a few more ideas he pitches at you. Um, Cattell seems very confused, but she's focused on keeping you guys out of danger as you navigate the, the dangerous terrain. At, towards the end of day two, uh, you are nearing the northern border of the White Sands, and you start to see terrain that is a little bit um, familiar. It, it's similar to the, the hills and the mountains that you came out of when you when you entered the desert from Stillgate all those weeks ago. The the desert kind of like just transitions, you know, into these into these light hills. And what you're hiking towards is what looks to be a large canyon. Uh, and these these it's almost like a horseshoe shaped canyon. And 
it's probably a mile across, but you can see that these these big kind of straight straight sandstone walls come up, and there's this vast empty area in between them. And as you're walking, the uh, you know storm clouds have, have started to to build a bit in the area, and the the otherwise kind of very plain and dry day has started to become a little staticky, and 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 uh, kins you in particular are, are kind of tuned into. There definitely seems to be a storm brewing and. Uh, it's, it's starting to get a little darker as you walk towards this big canyon. And Cattell basically leads you directly into this this canyon. So you walk sort of towards the middle of this giant circular area. And as you look at all of the, the walls around you, you can see that they are littered with these small openings and, and fissures and, and what look to be caves just scattered all around uh, of this this wide area. What's everybody doing as you guys are walking in? I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask, talk to Cattell. Like, so, Cattell, how did you meet Lazanax? She doesn't stop walking, but she she answers you over her shoulder, and she says, "From my grandfather. After you meet him, I will tell you more." Oh. And you walk towards the center and uh, as you as you start to walk in the wind picks up which is a little weird because you're in this canyon uh, and the, the wind begins to build and it starts to pick up almost in that sort of uh, the beginning of a sandstorm kind of feeling like as, as things starts to, to pick up and, and it buffets and stings against your skin Cattell is standing patiently her eyes are fixed to the horizon she stops walking Suddenly there's a a huge burst, a gale of wind that she kind of leans into. Suddenly lightning strikes the cliff behind her. Crackling blue sparks skitter down the face of the stone. Lightning all around. The, the dancing sparks kind of skittering down into the sand. And they all kind of converge in the middle. A hundred yards away, a great mound of sand swells. It slides beneath the surface like the bow wave of a mighty ship. It circles once, twice, picking up speed with every rotation until soon it's filling the void that it left before. The sand can collapse back into its place. This huge mound is spinning and twirling as all of the sand, impossibly, the ground twists into a wide, shallow funnel. It forms an impossible whirlpool, a living maelstrom of fine white sand. The thunder cracks, the lightning is all around on the cliffs. The sky grows dark as this maelstrom of, you know, probably 50 yards across just swirls in the middle of this canyon. The wind is howling. Cattell turns back to you. This is the way forward. She looks back over her shoulder, looks back at you. It is not malevolent. It is an invitation. This is the path to the storm within. Trust the sands, and you will be shown the way. And she gestures towards the maelstrom of sand. I take a run, spin around, do a double deuce at Ziggy. (laughs) (laughs) And just fall in. Oh hey, you see? Hey, hey, was no was was nobody inspired by that story? Or oh, what? Look at this guy! Huh? Look at this! 
I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh my god. Let <laughs> him go. All right. I'm gonna. I'll follow. Looks like I fun. Was gonna ask Cattell to go first, but I guess we're <laughs> going in. Like... So. <laughs> <laughs> The wind That's is howling, so funny. and she looks at the she she nods at Thorcum, almost you know approvingly, and she looks back at the rest of you. She says, "This invitation is for you. I will await you." Oh, all right. See you on the other side. All right, <laughs> yeah. In. in we go. So you guys are <laughs> jumping in. I. I, I mean, uh... come on, Jesse. You don't get to ride a dragon until you poking around. Ride a sand whirlpool. Fourteen pushes Yoshi. (laughs) (laughs) I regret nothing. (laughs) (laughs) You all dive in to the swirling maelstrom of sand. You don't sink into it. You hit it and you tumble. And a few awkward moments pass as your body sort of reacts and it starts to suck you down, not on like the sinkhole that nearly a week ago you were you were pulled down underground. It's suffocating. The weight threatens to crush your bones as you're just swirled under. Everything goes black. You start to panic as you can't breathe as the, the, the swirling kind of force combined with the weight of the sand and the suffocating darkness and, and noise all but just melts your senses. A few moments pass. You fall through the floor and land suddenly with a thud on the ground. All of you coughing. You can't quite see. You're trying to wipe sand off of you and, and, and get, get, your, get your vision about. You can hear your companions are there as well. Everybody's kind of coughing and sputtering as you're trying to catch your breath. The room you're in is massive. It's a large hall, but you can immediately tell from the stonework beneath you and the vague stonework visible in the dim light that you were once again inside a Thulesian ruin. There's a bit of natural sunlight poking through fissures in the ceiling that are casting these, uh, these beams of light occasionally around. In addition to that, there's blue crackling lightning all around you which illuminates along the walls of this mostly circular chamber that you're in. There are glass panels built into the walls themselves. The lightning seems to be crackling down out of nowhere and kind of dancing across these glass panels and creating this kind of sound as the eerie dim light of the the sun kind of peeking through, you know, who knows how deep you are perhaps hundreds of feet deep, mixes with the blue light of the lightning as it occasionally crackles around. It creates this almost strobe-like effect in this room as you're trying to adjust your eyes. There's a voice in the darkness. As electricity dances over the glass, jumping from panel to panel as if they were connected. And so the five adventurers face their fear. Into the depths they tread. Are they bold? Are they brash? 
Will they stand like stone or shift like sand? He would know more. He would know their minds. As you look for the source of the voice, the lightning across the glass starts to dance and come together and converge and form. And you see the lightning itself in the center of the room as if the reflection off of the glass has formed like this, this illusion kind of in the middle of this, this giant chamber. You see five figures made up of pure lightning traversing across these dunes, just kind of walking. You can see the lightning making, a, it kind of whips across as if representing the wind kind of blowing the sands through the desert. You hear the voice again. Why have they come to the desert? For treasure, glory, perhaps to become heroes. Tell me, what pushes them forward in a world that ever pushes back? The voice goes silent. I'll speak up and hold the uh, piece of 13's core and just speak. I seek my father's legacy. Anyone else? Uh, <clears throat> I, I want to talk, but I don't know what to say. I'm waiting. I'm waiting expectantly, but I'm just if, like as holding I, it as up I see, and like as I see Belrissa, not you know, start to yeah. Then I'm going to point to this also and say the third option that you said, this, <laughs> the heroes thing. Well, to be, I point to the thing that that Thorgrim's holding up also and say this. And others like it could potentially help me move back into my body. That's why I'm here. Move back in. We got evicted, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was forcefully removed. <clears throat> Would like to be rejoined. And if we can help some some people in the process. That would be great. The light fades in the middle as the lightning dances around the room. And you see a group of Bali people, and you see undead, and you see machines, and you see what look to be the sidewinders in, in the oasis, and you see wagons, and you just kind of see these. It's almost as if like a stream of consciousness as this, the lightning is representing like a, like a thought, you know, as it's sort of whipping around, creating these these things and and you just hear the voice again it says are they moral are they good he would know who is who is he definitely don't speak this time The lightning continues to dance around and just kind of create these scenes that clearly are representing like the desert and kind of the surrounding uh, areas. People see centaurs kind of galloping across, you know, the plains of sand. You see a, a, a what looks to be like 
bird-like aracocra are kind of soaring across the skies. What do you say? Nobody else. Since nobody else is talking, it's like I've done many things that I regret, but I try to preserve a life when I can. I mean, we haven't had the luxury of thinking about good and evil for most of our existence. It's just been survival. I mean, the undead are evil. Everything that's alive is good, traditionally. But now we're in a world where it seems like there may be living people who are using the undead for evil purposes. I don't know if we've really thought about ourselves in that term or not good or evil. I mean, we were for the living and uh, we want to stop the undead. We're not sure where this tinker person fits in all of this. But so far, he uh, he seems to be more dangerous than helpful. Anyone else? Isn't morality just kind of a matter of perspective? <laughs> I mean, to one There's person... cat lady. <laughs> I vaguely recall Jeshi strongly objecting to that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say uh, I'm here to make the future more like the past. Why Are you still answering the first question, Jesse? Mm -hmm. We have, a, uh, we have okay. a camera malfunction here as you think of your answer. Oh, no. Oh, oh is it me? What happened? That's oh, all hmm. of them. Oh no. All right, oh, let's no. see here. And then everything goes dark. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Very That's cinematic. <laughs> that is cinematic. I have no idea. That's never happened before. What button mm. did you push? I didn't Wait, touch anything. <laughs> I, hold on. I mean, is hey. it only video or is it also can, audio? Can you guys hear us too? The zoom capture. Yeah, it's just the video. So. Zero days. Hmm. Zero days. Strange. Yeah, they can hear us. Okay. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's okay, not so not, it's not zero days. We're still going strong. That's, That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> yes. There's no, no audio failures have, have occurred here. We did it. Hey, the uh, whole scene just got way spookier. Yeah. Because now you can't see anything. <laughs> it's like the video... Did Zoom die? The video capture just like stopped. The panels are up. Yeah, sorry yeah. chat, bear with us for a minute as I figure out what the heck is uh, is happening here. Let's oh see. no, yeah, because um, we can see each other on Zoom. Gosh, I hope I don't right. have to restart. Oh, hey guys. That's gonna kill the, kill the thing. Um, if you went in to try to change it to a different window, could you change it back to the Zoom that's, window? That's a great idea. Let me see if that works. We're all ghosts now. We've all died. Oh, I see something on Kinz's, and it's just like oh, a... Yeah. Oh, yeah, some controls. Oh, Kinz's Oh, now back. it's just yeah. Lin okay. Lynette, okay. Okay, we're going to do it individually. Apparently, I have to Kins, what do you that. Say? Kins, yeah, this is like the spotlight on Kinz right now. Kinz <laughs> says... This is the weirdest thing ever. Okay, well, I mean, that's working. I don't know why it suddenly did that, but... Yeah, that's weird. Uh, 
Okay, your answer, Kins. Okay, my answer <laughs> for 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 this this deep philosophical question that I was not prepared for. Um, Kins is gonna say, um, "I'm here for good to ensure people don't take more than they need." That's a grove keeper talking right there. <laughs> So nobody knows who the Grove Keeper is. People know. Slash <laughs> trash I <druid>. know. <laughs> well, I, what I'm better known for. Can you have one without the other? I don't know. <laughs> is this it? There it is. Hey, okay, that was really th- <laughs> You guys got an extra minute I on think, the test. Yeah. You know, I think to, to, to come up with your answer. Uh, that would be a that'd be a cool feature back. if we could figure out how to do that, you know, just like Fade to black, and that then fade really back. strange. Yeah, like, I've never. I mean, we're on episode twenty-two. It's never happened before. Anyway, here we are. We're back. Okay. Yay. So the the question from the dark the, the the dark voice was: Are you moral? Are you good? A lot of uh, hesitant responses, which is not altogether unexpected. Kins, what do you say to the darkness as the lightning crackles around the room, creating these illusions of light? Yes, I, Kins, although she seems a little timid to say this, says, I'm good. I'm here to make sure that people don't take more than they need. We're all trying to survive together in this world. I cast Zone of Truth on myself. Okay. And I say, uh, hey, have you ever met somebody who forces themselves to tell the truth about how moral they are? Yes, you have, because you just met me. Also, (laughs) who's got two thumbs and always tells the truth about himself? I would like to think that morality is like basically all that we have so we go through all these days and it's sort of like you know we meet a lot of people and it's good to be good to them and to yourself and it seems to me that that's moral and that's what I try to do as Jesse wraps up his answer to the electricity kind of whips away and it sort of darts around the room and just goes there's all this this crazy light flashing around and then um, you see uh, what what seems to be a scene of the oasis and people huddled around um, seemingly you know kind of scared unsure what to do you recognize it immediately as as something akin to the scene you you were just a part of and you hear the voice again it says the life of an adventurer is oft suffused with death. Is that what they bring with them? How much death has been left in their wake, he wonders. Why should the Bali trust them above any other who claim to wish for their freedom and safety? Yeah. I mean, so far... 
we've mostly killed things that were already dead and or robotic. So we haven't harmed any Bali. No. We didn't even attack the centaurs that wanted to kill us. No, not all of us. I mean, yeah. The light flashes. <laughs> Just trying to be honest. The light flashes, and in the middle of the room, you see the silhouette of a figure who stands over what appears to be a, an, an altar, or perhaps a workbench, fuddling with something. It, it's hard to tell. It's vague. The Tinker stands before them. What will they do? Will they kill him? And as he says that, like a, a strike of lightning just slashes the figure in half, and it kind of like like just disappears in, into the light. I think there's a good chance that we're going to kill him, yeah. If he is what it seems like he is. Was there, was there an or? I mean, I don't know. That seemed like a picture that was like, <laughs> will they kill him or... Yeah, you're getting the sense that this whole thing is almost like a stream of consciousness, like these these images that, that you're visual are, are like visualizations of like these thoughts and, and these questions, right? And and uh, so the you know the the idea of is is that your first thought? Is your first instinct that you're gonna kill this figure when you first see it? We don't really know this guy. Yeah. I mean, if he has I mean, a if he has a really convincing reason for us to not kill him, we'll consider it. But probably, <laughs> <laughs> it, the cost of living is death. It can't be avoided. Just a matter of, you know, how does that death happen? And some people deserve it to happen at the hands of the good. The lightning whips around again and you see a familiar figure strutting pridefully across a plain goblin shape walking being followed by several giant machines made up of wisping blue electricity and what do they know of Valk do they know who he works for I throw my hammer at him at the, the lightning, the the lightning light. bell. <laughs> Belk says he works for the Tinker. He seems to be quite the tool bag, though, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he's arrogant, uh, manipulative, probably a little vindictive if you go against it our first take on Valk anyway and yet we still didn't kill him before trying to get to know him better so we gave him a chance gave him a chance we gather more information for sure yes Vin it's good to not kill people based on first impressions Uh (laughs) see growth (laughs) growth as a group I'm still still looking yeah looking (laughs) at the shade the intensity oh dear you guys are, <laughs> you guys are not stop. in an altogether unfamiliar situation as it becomes clear to you that this voice is essentially t- 
testing you, judging your character here. Not unlike the tests in Raikkonen's tower back on the island of Alara's Rest. A final question rings oh, out. <laughs> they smell of snake. They brought to the desert a powerful and malevolent energy and swiftly set it loose. They are careless, reckless. Can they be trusted to keep his secrets? Okay, context though. <laughs> we could have taken that snake stone out any time and we did not. Okay. It was for a specific purpose. Not necessarily just, to wreak havoc on also, anyone. to be fair, we didn't like put it in there. It just like kind of It exploded at a fourteen. Yeah, we, exploded its foot. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't know how to destroy it. So we felt like Keeping it away from the world was also, the best. That's, that's, that we, was a good. Even on the island, we farmed the shit out of some flaming skulls. Yeah, no. <laughs> seems good. Super glad I have mind shielding on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Stay quiet. I mean, we can be trusted. We did not intend for that to happen. That was. I mean, we can hunt him down if we know how to hunt him down. That's and definitely that's a question like a ne- I had. That's a necessity. Had 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 a question of that for the blue blue voice. Like, if you could help us find that guy, we 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 did like that before mm-hmm. we leave the desert. Yeah. We have unfinished business. <laughs> uh, as you as you finish up, there's a there's a slight pause, and then. The crackling of the blue light seems to coalesce in the middle and, and it kind of swirls and then it just sort of whips down the one exit to this room which is basically a a, a large hallway the ceiling here is probably 30 feet high these giant stone columns you you recognize the architecture uh and and the the style and, and just the general age of the stonework is is very similar to the ruin that you spent some time in uh prior to, to reaching the oasis. So it's in, in a way familiar, but also large and more regal and more, um, there is, this this place is clearly not a science facility. There is something um, a lot more uh, uh, epic about, about the, the size and scope of this place, but the light just sort of whips down this long hallway and leaves you not in the dark as the, the beams of of light kind of kind of peer through you can also see that this place has been no stranger to just time and, and the shifting sands of the desert uh, there are fissures opened up in the floor and crevasses that go go deep down and and you know parts of the the walls have, have caved in not you know dissimilar from from the last ruin you were in so this place is old and it has not been maintained uh, yet clearly there's a presence here and is it some sort of magical barrier that's keeping the sand that we fell through from just falling in? I mean, is it, Basically, can we see some type of roof? So above you, the sand has just sort of stopped swirling and has almost, it, you can tell it's still sand, but it's just sort of there. It's not swirling mm-hmm. or moving or anything, but it's not caving in. Interesting. So there's one exit. 
Start walking forward. Yeah, let's go meet our host. Mm-hmm. You walk down this hallway for about five minutes. It's massive. As you walk down, there's a couple things that are distinct to you that you see. One of them is that, similar to the last ruin, along the walls there are these murals. Oops. Murals and, and frescoes kind of painted in uh, along the way, telling stories. And, but the thing that is distinct about this one is that along with the Thulesh, there are dragons. There are bright, metallic dragons swirling around. Uh, you know, some of the pillars have have dragons kind of grasped around them, and uh, some of the some of the paintings you could see dragons in the sky. You could see uh, there's a lot of draconic influence in the imagery here in this in this place that was not present at all in the previous temple that you were in, or the previous uh, ruin, I should say. You walk for a few more minutes, and there's a doorway that opens up into a large circular chamber, not dissimilar from the one you were in, minus the the glass and the, uh, but the lightning is still present. You can see that the light that sort of whipped out of that room is now crackling with energy all throughout this room and standing in the center is a dragon. The incredible bulk of this dragon inspires, whether fully conscious of it or not, a certain awe. Young as he is, Lazanax is an incredible specimen of draconic beauty and terror. His finely overlapping scales crackle with electric energy as he presents himself fully, regally before you. His lineage immediately is evident. Though he has the sun-sail wings of a brass dragon, the light catches the blue sheen of his primary horns, belly scales, and tail spikes of a blue. His eyes are the color of lightning, and his claws are as sharp as daggers as they dig into the sand. His chest puffs out, he looks down towards you. He is Lazanax, Sky Lord of the Steel Sands, and your attention is his to command. You walk into the room. He eyes you. Welcome, adventurers, to my home. Excuse the drama and formalities. Long have we labored to keep this place hidden from those who covered its location. For here lies the Stormforge, and though he does not know it, it is what the Tinker desires above all else. Look over at Thorcum, see if yeah, that's good. he I recognizes. Too, like, like the Stormforge ring a bell. This is uh, the best day of my life. <laughs> definitely gonna give a definitely gonna give a little bow whenever we get in the room too just like countdown uh i take it this were these were formed and i point to Vinny. he uh he kind of moves down and moves up towards vin kind of <laughs> A claw kind of comes up in the back of it. Then it comes up towards you and on your shoulder and just kind of moves down. The hand spins around 
comes back. The steel that makes up your body was forged in this very place. Soul steel. What is soul steel? I mean, it's just Wait, like S T E A L? Yes, I can read. Thank you. No, no, no. <laughs> I know that's what Vin used to do or something. I don't really know, but. <laughs> It's like, you know, you're using, yeah, you're using words we understand, but never like we, we don't know of such things where we come from. Well, the great lengths we have gone through to keep them secret have been successful. I mean, to be fair, until a couple weeks ago, we didn't even know anyone lived south of the mountains. Like this whole place was a great mystery to those of us who come from the north. But uh, I assume. Yeah. Hey, do you know how Vin got this way? Because it might, like, who Help. did this and how <laughs> they did this. He kind of, like, moves around. He's, there was this, um, there was this air of like regal sort of like I'm in my pose you know behold me as you walked in and that is quickly relaxing as the conversation kind of gets into a little bit he's he's actually kind of like bent down and now that you're in the room uh, 14 and Vinadil in particular he seems very interested in and he's like as you're talking he's kind of like he's, he's like looking you over Vin like he's kind of in your bubble a little bit it's like a little close uh 14 doesn't react but he's similarly and um jeshi for a moment he seems to pass by the hammer she's that you're at your hit and uh seems interested and kind of comes back up and says there is a great deal i'm sure you are not aware of that is why you are here I will answer your questions. And I hope you will answer mine. For the time has come for us to strike back. And he kind of turns and walks back towards the back of the room and goes kind of like around and basically just like positions himself um, a little more comfortably kind of on, on this, this one back side of the room and, and kind of leans down and he says uh, he leans forward and he, he says the abominations that the Tinker creates they are made up of fractured souls he cannot put full living souls inside them the vessels he creates are not strong enough. The only way to contain a full soul is in a vessel made of soul steel. And he, and he looks down and he kind of puffs his chest out and he says, Steel made of an alloy of a dragon of my line and forged in these very holes. 
So did that happen willingly? Or did the Thulesh hunt you and use your scales for crafting? They were given willingly. The Thulesh were strong allies of my kin. This was an age ago. So, is Vin like your cousin? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm, thank you, I'm following. Yeah. Were, were all of the robots then, did they all contain like living souls? Any who move like you, autonomous, able to command themselves. They all contain living souls. Those who willingly gave up themselves for many reasons. Some saw it as a path towards immortality. Some offered themselves for the cause. Are there any left? Any, because any of the robots, know, immortal souls. Vin hasn't rusted at all yet. Isn't <laughs> rusted. Yet. Thinking of a replacement body shell. <laughs> no, I'm concerned that there's more of them out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she's suddenly. It's like, oh no, nightmare. He says, uh, "I'll dead robots." Yeah. He says. In an age long past, many Thulesians would offer their souls gladly for the ritual, as originally it was thought as a means to reach immortality. But over time, they found that a soul bound outside its original vessel would slowly decay and seep into madness. Like a cliff along an ocean, the spirit winds erode what is left of the person of their conscious until there's nothing left of who they were. I cast protection from good and evil on myself. (laughs) And I'm just looking side-eyed at Finn. (laughs) What what was their cause, you said, that they willingly gave their souls up for, aside from immortality? Tell me, what do you know of the Thulesh, their civilization, their history. They were snake people, and there may have been a third moon. Mm-hmm. That would be nice to know what happened to the that, moon. That they either caused to crash into this world or saw or come crashing did. down. Yeah. And they apparently know how to create stones that can take over people's bodies yeah pictures leave a lot of room for interpretation <laughs> yeah. so we would love some clarity on some of these things pretty advanced one of them teleported himself out of that place Ooh. that we found that's like that's some magic that we don't 
we don't use anymore. He says, In an age past, the Thulesh ruled these lands and all others. They were everywhere. Their technology advanced. They looked to the stars, to the moons. Beyond even what exists today, the Thulesh were a marvel. Together with my kin, they worked to build a better world. But there were some among them who were more focused on darker deeds. Over time, a sect among the Thulesh grew, one that wished to summon their god to the world. They started to worship the serpent god. They He says, uh, he says, Slarish. It was him they wished to call. Many among the Thulesh knew this was to their doom. There was a war to prevent the summoning of Slarish. The Thulesh crashed the moon into their own civilization, disrupting the ritual and ending their own civilization to prevent the destruction of the world. As the moon fell, it shattered their continent. It shattered the world. That is a heroic thing. Many of those who wished to summon their god fled. And over time, the Thulesh slowly died out. Their magic, drawn from the moons, gone to them. Some bound themselves to artifacts so that they could remain until the world healed itself. The Thulesh were not all serpents. Some were more human, like you. Some, those who worshipped the serpent god, grew to be more snake-like. There were many forms. But the ones who survived are still a danger to the world even today. stops yeah I'm pretty sure the one we found was uh, more of the snake kind mm-hmm. yeah and even when we killed him he didn't die he just went back into the stone which you know different story but definitely want to get back to that were, were you alive back when all of this happened or is this stories that have been recounted to you. I am quite young for my 
race. My mother is who told me these things. She was the original one who lived in these halls. She was the champion of Parsenius, god of discovery. My mother, Scissoreth the Wanderer. What is your people? You have strange similarities to dragons I've read of. He uh, kind of looks at himself and, and kind of holds one of, there's like a couple beams of light kind of poking through the ceiling and he, and he holds one of his arms out and he flips it over and uh, sure as day, under his basically all the scales underneath him are bright blue versus the brass that they kind of like transition to. They, there's kind of like this gradient kind of change in color as, uh, to the front. And, uh, and he says, I am what you would call a hybrid to preserve our species. My mother sought out different members of our race. When the plague began to ravage even the dragon kin, she made the choice to extend us as far as she might. It took her some years later, as it did many. I was the only of my siblings to survive. I'm gonna take the cog out and kind of put it on the ground in front of me. It's like, do you know what this is? He looks at it and he and he um, he kind of holds out a like a you know a giant claw and he kind of like hooks it on the claw and he brings up and Thulesh again made of soul steel. I assume you found this here in the desert. Yes. And he extends it back towards you. Have you seen? Uh machinery like this it belongs to something a greater whole not unlike the Thulesh to create something like this I've not seen it myself but there are ruins all over the continent hmm. and then follow up question <laughs> do you know of my people we seem to have made the same mistake that Thulesh did with our machines and all points of 14. And he, uh, he kind of walks over and, and he kind of looks at 14, you know, and uh, he steps back and, and he said, without really looking at you, he's kind of inspecting 14, like just this, you know, general curiosity. He says, the Thulesh were the first to discover soul binding. 
but the dwarves of Son Splendor rediscovered a similar ritual on their own to create their constructs. Though the dwarves had incredible materials, they never discovered the secrets of soul steel. And I am told their experiments went awry, caused great strife for their people. Yes. That explains much. Um, so how can we help? He steps back and kind of repositions himself and just eyes a lot of you and he says, The Tinker knows he's missing a piece of the puzzle, but he doesn't know what it is. His creations wither and decay and fall apart in a matter of weeks. He knows the Thulesh mastered beyond this, but he has yet to discover what he's missing. Katel, her grandfather, was friend to my mother when she passed. She put me in his care. He cared for me as I was a wormling, showed me the way. And when age took him, his granddaughter became a close friend. When the tinker came, it was clear as day what he was after. And we devised a plan to keep this place hidden but we knew a day would come when that would not be enough. There are no, he says, uh, there is almost no one left here to fight him, but we bided our time, knowing that someone would come along, and you have. I know you question your own morals, your own goodness, but I can see within you. Though you stray, you mean to do good. The way you protected those people at your own risk of your own life was proof enough for both Cattell and I. That was a ruse to draw me out. If Valk had his way, he would have discovered this place long ago, and the powers of the Stormforge would be theirs. We need to eradicate them, while keeping this place hidden and sacred. I look to you, adventurers, for your assistance with this. This is not a thing I can do on my own nor are the Bali capable of defending themselves. I will help you, if you will help me. I'll look to everybody else. Oh yeah. I've been talking. So yes. What about the turtles? The tinker? Or... What about, what do you, 
Vin, Vin has been procked we, by a side quest got, and he I can't know. ignore it. <laughs> the turtles are fine. What about Jeep? Where's Jeep? We need all the allies. That's right. It's like, <laughs> that's right. Actually, uh, I mean, I just thought of something. I take out the the core of thirteen and present it to him. Do you? Is this soul steel? Hmm. And Most peculiar design. The steel has the properties of soul steel, but clearly not forged here. Tell me, where did you find such a thing? I'm intrigued. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> no. Uh, my father, Orm, created it. Hmm. Uh, 13 was autonomous, unlike my creation. Defended me as I grew up. Dragon looks over at 14, looks back at you, and he says, Perhaps the dwarves were not as far off as I was told. That is precious what you carry. Okay. I kind of just sit down. So, I mean, the short answer, I think, is yes. Like the whole reason we didn't go straight towards the tinker was because we were told by someone that we should look for allies here. I find myself curious if you've met any, I don't know, humans, wide brim, dark hat. Yeah. Specific. <laughs> like uh wizardish. Yeah, wizardish. I mean the, the cool wagon. You can tell you can say his name. Mortimer Reckon. Yeah. <laughs> he says Reichen. You know this man. Yeah. Yeah, that's who did this. Yeah. He's I the mean, one that yeah, He's the exactly. reason that, yes, that I am no longer <laughs> floating in the world. Without permission, might I add. <laughs> that clears up a bit of confusion. I've never met Raikkonen, but he was friend of my mother. Champion of Alara, if I recall. Yeah. We have a new one of those now. Not the, the Tinker, guys. Not the tinker. <laughs> it's seeming less and less likely, yeah. yes. My mother was champion of Parasenius. A god that I myself has not have not had the benefit of a relationship with. But she spoke fondly of Raikkonen and the other champions. The other champions. So okay. I don't mean this to come off the wrong way, but I'm very concerned. You mentioned you mentioned that your people were tragically affected by the plague. Are you I'm sorry. 
do you come back as undead? He like snarls and like whips around and like has has kind of a visceral response to that question and kind of whips around and you like barely dodge his giant tail as it whips around the room and as he comes back to face you <laughs> my kin are not immune to the effects of the plague well so like I know you can die. Everything dies. They are not immune to what comes after, either. Oh, this is not good. Little P comes out. Ah, <laughs> 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 crap! Well, the reason I bring it up is we know, we have learned some things about. Let me back up. Raikkonen seems to be interested primarily in this problem, as am I, which is there is an issue what happens after people die. And I was wondering if you or your mother, who probably lived through the gate closing know anything about that that might help us in the long run you know Ford's Lord forbid something happens to you I thought we would talk about it now he uh he seems to be lost in thought for a minute and he, and he thinks about it and he It comes back and he says, Before she passed, my mother wept for her connection to her God had been closed to her. She told me she did not know why. For a time she felt abandoned but realized that it was not that she could not communicate. It was that it was blocked off entirely. It sounds much like what you speak of. In her final days, she was wrought with despair, not knowing what would become of her. Many of her kin and her sons and daughters had already perished. She held on for a long time, but eventually succumbed in sadness. I don't know what has become of my mother's soul, but I ensured that her body, her flesh, would not rise again. I understand. He uh, he speaks up. 
after a few moments of kind of like just solemn quiet you know as he's clearly even this dragon's facial expressions um he's uh actually everybody make a perception check <laughs> as you're just kind of peering we haven't rolled much today let's do this oh boy 27 for a kins 27. oh my lord oh, nice. <laughs> i got a nine Six. Uh, I rolled a one. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's your second one. <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah. That's fine. Well, All the these two. little checks is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, as you're as you're watching, like a cu- couple things you're noticing. Um, the dragon is uh, a mixture of. It's unclear if it's due to his mixed heritage with the blue and the brass influence, or if it's because he's young, or if it's because you just don't know any better because you've never talked to a dragon before. But you're getting these vague hits of like immaturity coming through as this dragon. This dragon is clearly immensely powerful and and, and just awesome in power. But also, I mean, he, he's he's got this sense of like a young child who misses his mother a little bit when he's telling this story. Um, and he he's he's trying to put on, you know, a, a face, but but not necessarily practiced at it, right? Um, so there there's a youngness, there's a there's a there's a sort of lack of maturity to this conversation and the mannerisms and the way that he's responding. Although he is clearly quite old and knowledgeable, uh, there, there's also this um, kind of feeling you're getting. So, um, he uh, he kind of snaps out of it for a second and <laughs> kind of like stands up and stretches out his neck a little bit and he looks up towards the sky and he kind of comes back to you guys and he says, "Will you help?" Will you help me destroy the Tinker? Eradicate what he has done here and send Valk back where he came from. Yes. Oh yeah. Definitely. Do you think we'll succeed? (laughs) (laughs) That's a great question. He, He looks at the lot of you and he says, with my help, Definitely. All right then. And does that boom. mean we have to leave? We're gonna end the session right there. And oh yeah. Two guys, questions, y'all. Y'all, we're gonna fight with a dragon. You guys have reached <laughs> a with. milestone. With. And I would like to congratulate everybody <gasps> for reaching level nine. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Next week nice. when we come back, we're gonna make a bad plan. <laughs> The worst plan. Fight along with a dragon. To fight alongside <laughs> oh, a hybrid brass and blue dragon to assault the Tinker and put an end to his devastation in the Steel Sands Desert. Nice job, guys. Good work. You made a a, a hell of an ally. That's so exciting. Oh man, guys. Oh, New wow. proficiency bonus. Hey, oh, hey, no. can... so many things. Can he transform himself into a human-sized thing 
and come as a party guest. A party guest. You'll have to ask him next week. Because there is ruse potential. You have a formal mm-hmm. invitation Yay. to the ziggurat. We have a there formal is invitation. Fly on the back of a dragon and just frontal assault potential. There's <laughs> turtle navy seals. There's turtle. There's turtle marine assault potential. I love how There's, that one oh phone God. call just so sent Vin off the rails. <laughs> You guys have all week, <gasps> all week to think of what you oh, want to. Yes. So, so, so the dragon is basically, if if this was not implied, he doesn't have a plan, and he's mm-hmm. gonna support your plan, and he is here to help, and and uh, you know, throw some lightning bolts out of his face. Yeah, this sounds familiar. <laughs> like, what's his face? Is Cattell so, gonna come too? Do we have a Cattell uh, ally or she? I, I think you can. Like I think you can assume Cattell's in. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Heck yes. Possibly even a little bit of help from from some of her people. Maybe some some other folks are, are mm. around. Some pokeballs and whatever else. But you guys <laughs> have to get some some centaurs with us. You guys have oh, all yeah. week to come up with your plan so that next week when we start, we can just hit the ground running, and you can right. you can present the plan and we can go for it. <laughs> mm. And nice. welcome to level nine. Congratulations. Fantastic. Yay. I'm looking at my spells. I got distracted. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> already level excited. Three spells. Like, come on. <laughs> awesome. Level so three cool. spells. I love it. Because Ken's is probably, like, you guys are probably on like level, level five spells yeah, or something. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm excited, though. Give me Let's more stuff. Right. Cool. Do, you prepare, do you think I should prepare Revivify or no? No, yeah. just leave it. You don't need it. <laughs> Why would we ever need something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not from past experience or anything. Like yeah, that. never. That'll never come into play. Are we raiding? <laughs> Do we have somebody to raid? Uh, I'm looking for somebody to raid here. Let's see what we got. Um, oh, so you mentioned shoutouts earlier, and I didn't think of this then, but I'm thinking of it now. So if y'all aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should definitely subscribe to YouTube because we are doing some Ooh. really fun shorts content where you can get bite-sized mini entertainment of our bad plan shenanigans and that can be part of your subscription feed every week so far we have some fireball we have some really poor sleight of hand and you'll just look forward to see more so you can find us on youtube and see that content we should have oh, the like Yarl shorts goats. merch Hey, thanks everybody for watching and totally, I mean, Kins is doing some awesome work creating the shorts on YouTube. You can catch the whole episodes on YouTube if you've missed them, if anybody is in chat who hasn't seen them. So definitely check those out. Next week, we're going to ride a dragon into battle as level nine warriors and adventurers. So definitely don't miss next week either. Thanks for watching everybody. And until next week, good luck with your bad plans. <laughs>